Hello, this is Pastor Jay again. I'm sorry for the cutting off of the right ingredients part one, but this is right ingredients part two. And we're looking at Matthew 23 and 1 Corinthians 13, verses 1 through 6, especially 5, which tells us to examine our faith in uh, comparison to what Jesus warned about the Pharisees and their lifestyle and their living. It is quite fascinating to me that I find out that a lot of people who have a weak foundation lays burdens on people that they can't even bear. That was one of the things that the Pharisees did. They set up all these rules and regulations that they never lived up to themselves. That means they had an outward adorning of uh, of piety, but in their inward hearts, under those robes, under all the regalia, they were just as wicked, if not worse, than everybody else. They were leading the people astray, blind leading the blind, blind teachers leading the students astray based upon religion. And when you don't have a strong foundation, you can be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. I find it quite unnerving that we have a lot of saints of God. We want to be mystical. You heard me right. You want to be mystical. You want to be important. You want to be looked up to. You want to be looked at. You want to be noticed. So you do a lot of mystical talk. You don't stand up straight. You don't sit up straight. You don't talk straight. I'm looking at videos where men and women looking into the view of the camera with their looking all starry eyed and puppy eyed. And I'm looking at the comments and what they're saying is incomprehensible and indefensible. And you just can't really get to what they're saying. And they're always talking about superficial stuff. Somebody being mad at you. Somebody not liking you somebody uh doing something against you that there's no weapon formed against you that shall prosper but see the issue is it's not the external it's the internal the devil has sin on his side the largest weapon that's formed against you and god is trying to tell you there is a way that it won't prosper but the way that seems right to a man And the stuff that we talk about is men that are so superficial, so fleshly and attribute God to that. God has nothing to do with that. Live your life. If you want to come up, go to school. If you want to pick up, then do some exercise. But if you want to walk with God, get into the word of God and fall under a good teacher. Get away from the mystical teachers. You know what I'm talking about. Wave their hands and look all starry-eyed and have to play the music in the background to get their point across and get you swaying to repetitive songs and repetitive words. That's mysticism. It's not, it's not new. That's something a Gnostic would do. Get you all into your emotions, but then very rarely just sit down and teach you the word of God plainly. Because people say, well, Pastor, why don't you do a video? You don't need to see me. Faith come by hearing. Hearing come by the word of God. I'm not trying to teach a Bible lesson. If you want to go to that, go to my podcast, Walk of Truth Radio Podcast, and you'll get Bible study lessons. When I come on here, I just want to share what's in my heart. We have to get the foundation. Let me tell you something about a foundation. Once the foundation is poured with a mixture of water and sand and cement and becomes concrete, there's a period of curing, meaning that the sun heats it up. And it begins to harden. And the longer you let something cure, the harder it gets. So what are you saying, Pastor? This is what I'm saying. Once your foundation is is poured, you're a baby saint. And now it has to be cured. How does it get cured? A couple of ways. Time, teaching, and testing. I'll say that again. Time, teaching, and testing. Time you spend getting taught, time you'll spend getting tested will make your foundation harder. 
And when your foundation hard, you can build the superstructure of the body. You can build it up. It can go as high as it needs to go. And guess what? If the foundation is really cured, it's strong enough to carry someone else. It's strong enough to, to, to be attached to another foundation that you can continue to build upon. Sometimes your foundation gets expanded. It doesn't really change. It gets expanded. But it's never mystical. Yes, God is mysterious. But he's not operating like that. He's not operating the mystical. And that's what people flock to, the mystical. Because again, if I can get the mystical, then I can get people to follow me. People should follow you because you preach and teach the simplicity of the word of God. Yes, there are some things that we can debate over, the eggheads and the doctors, let myself can debate over and sit and have coffee over. But you know what? Like Alistair Begg said, make the plain things the main things and the main things the plain things. That's what we need to do. Make the main things the plain things and the plain things the main things. Too many people get caught up <coughs> in this American gospel where it's about health, wealth, and prosperity. There is no prosperity without the salvation of the soul. There is none. So we have to be foundational in our preaching. We have to be foundational in our witnessing. We have to be foundational in our evangelism. Does God do miracles? Yes, he does. But we don't chase miracles. We chase God. There's a story in the Bible about God, Jesus doing all these miracles. And when they, want, when they wanted more food, they say, do it again, do it again. So all you're coming for is the fish and the loaves, and that's what you're getting. That's what you're getting in your revivals. That's what you're getting in your, in your sermons. Just the fish and the loaves, but you're not getting the ingredients. You're not getting the right ingredients. So I want to challenge you today. I want to challenge every saint of God. Have you examined yourself lately? Have you cured the right ingredients to make your foundation secure? God said he's going to do it for you. But have you examined yourself? Have you taken on religious roles and, and religious practices and you want to hold them up to God and say, hey, look at what I've done. You know what? In my flesh, why not? Think about it. Why not? Why not be able to go to God and say, you know what? I've been to church on Sunday, 52 Sundays out of this. I went to church. I went to Bible study. I tithe. I give offering. I do whatever the man of God says. All of that. I can understand that. I used to feel the same way till I found out that God doesn't count attendance records. The only attendance record that he's counted is the day that you came to him and what you've done after that. Is going to church good? Yes, it is, because it gives us a chance to fellowship with the saints and get rejuvenated and reconstituted to go out and save the world by the gospel. For it is the gospel that is the power unto salvation. Yes, we have an opportunity when we fellowship. Yes, it's good. <coughs> Excuse me. But fellowship is only as good as the God that we understand that we're serving. Fellowship is only as good as we understand the God that we are serving. What is your testimony? I don't want to hear about you getting another car, another job, a wife, a girlfriend, a husband. I don't want to hear about none of that stuff on the surface. I'm not saying God can't give you that. I want to hear about your conviction of your own sin. I want to hear about how much you love sin in the past, but now, but God, who is rich in mercy and grace. You had your but God moment. 
some of it call it you got sick and tired of being sick and tired see you got no i want you to tell me a story about how god sovereignly came into your life and convicted you and saved you and he made you see his goodness and that he had his hand on you all of his life even when you was in your mess and one day he woke your ears up because you had the gospel preached to you because faith come by hearing and hearing come by the word of god and you were confused and you were hurt you were never the same and you fell on your face and you asked god to forgive you and he told you to stand up because he told you his son died for this moment and now you walk with god where the thing that you were doing doing and having fun with is now something that you definitely are ashamed of but you use it as a testimony to tell people god did it for me and he is more willing able and powerful enough to do it for you that there's no sin that God can't cover. And day to day, you change your mind, you repent and say, God, your way is right. My way is wrong. And I want to walk with you because the abundant life is in you, with you and through you. And God, now use me as a tool that I may go forward and tell others about you. Don't reward the spoon that's serving the soup, but reward the chef and give the chef all the praise and the glory for the ingredients in the soup. That's Jesus Christ. Don't sit there and give me no honor. I don't I don't deserve no honor. I'm just like you. I'm a man of like affections. Stand up. Don't worship me. Worship the God that's in me and you can worship him yourself in spirit and in truth. That's what it's about. So come out of these red hole churches. They're not teaching you nothing. You've been there a long time. You built your foundation on religion. And I know it's hard. When truth hits, when light comes, it's hard. Because you built your whole life on this system. And you don't understand. You won't admit it. But you want to go to God with your system. Because your character is, is whack. You haven't been nice to people. You haven't changed. You know all the Christian platitudes. But you don't live it out. You know the canned answers. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You know how to say all of that stuff. Raise your hands and all of that stuff. But isn't that what the Pharisees were doing in Matthew 23? Their heart was far from God and they concentrated on the religion versus the God that saved them out of Egypt. When did God save them? Were they practicing the religion or not? They were in bondage and God saved them. And you could be set free. But you have to take the chance to give up your religion. You have to take the chance to give up the false doctrine. You have to take a chance to get out of that $50 line, that $100 line. You have to take a chance to sit under someone and learn the word of God. Line by line, verse by verse. Shout out to Nicholas Perez. The man who began me on my path. And all the other teachers that I have. But you have to decide that that's what you want to do. You want to sit. You want to learn. You want to be under somebody who's willing to take the time and be frustrated with you just as well as tell you you're doing right. But a good teacher always corrects and looks forward to correcting because guess what? In correction, there's love. What is the word of God for? Correction, reproof, rebuke, direction, instruction, that the man of God might be complete for the work of God. No more lone rangers. No more out there being mystical and spooky. Come stand on the solid foundation of Jesus Christ and his word. Upon this rock, himself and his word, 
he will build his church. He not talking about Peter. Peter just a stone that's in the foundation. He's a pillar, but he's not the foundation. The foundation is Jesus Christ, the hope of glory, his word, and the Holy Spirit. So surrender yourself. Humble yourself before the mighty hand of God in due time. He will exalt you. The problem with us is we don't want to humble ourselves. And when we do humble ourselves, we want somebody to notice that we're humbling ourselves, which negates the humbling. And then when we call ourselves humbling ourselves, we want the exaltation to come. So we read it like this. Humble ourselves, exaltation is now. Humble ourselves and God will raise us up now. Humble ourselves, put us in the microwave, and God, you'll bring us out as a fully done, mature piece of cake. Humble ourselves and our foundations will be strong. But that's not how it works. It says, humble yourselves before the pressure and the instruction and the correction of the mighty hand of God. And in his time, which is due time, he will exalt you. You're limited by linear life. He's timeless and boundless. So his due time may not be your time, but guess what? It will be the right time. Get the right ingredients for your foundation and grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This is Pastor Jay, founder of Walk True Preacher Fellowship Church and Walk True Radio Podcast. I always want you to be encouraged and be blessed and be at peace. Please check us out, share this, and again, I'll see you on the other side. Peace.